Hey, good morning, Johnny. Thank you for joining me. In fact, uh, let me make you a speaker because we're going to talk quite a bit today. <laughs> Just everybody, I hope. Oh, did Johnny disappear? Hey, Phil. You know, I, I'm going to make Phil a speaker too because today I want to like a call out, you know, whether that guy is a woke or not. And I want everybody, you know, for example, I'm going to find out whether Brady Crow Aunt Colin is a woke or not. Okay, I don't know what happened. Oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> so Johnny has to run errands. Hey, hey, okay, I keep getting your name wrong. Phil, you always show up as you. DF, and I do not know how to switch. Hey, Kevin, I see you, Kevin. Hey, how are you? Again, it's uh, pretty much your open forum today, and uh, feel free to call in, because I, I, I want to render judgment today about uh, whether someone is a woke or not. For example, is Elwin Brack, this uh, Manhattan DA, is he a woke? And, uh, you know, how, you know, first of all, I want to define the woke. Like I mentioned, I have invented, it's all my own material, okay? Original. My own definition is called two-step authentication of a woke. Okay. Once again, today, I want to do this quite urgently because the other day, Brady Call, sorry, Brady Crow, C-R-O-W, he said this show is the wokest of them all. Well, I said, I need to clarify. I do not see that way. I can understand why Brady sees that way. And, uh, you know, so I want to clarify. Hey, go ahead, Phil. How are you? Hey, what's going on, Peter? I'm good. Um, good, good. Yeah, yes, go ahead. I, I, I like to participate a bit, but at like 25 minutes, I have to go. But I'm happy to be here for a bit. Great. Thank you, sir. Greatly appreciate it. So, you know what? Let me just get started. It's, it's you know, because... Uh, uh, it's pretty straightforward uh, stuff. I just more like open forum today, and at least I can clarify myself and this show on the record that uh, whether this show is the wokest of them all or not. All right. So, so let me get started. I want to say is this is that again. I remember there is a comedy show. I forgot who did that. It could be. It could be Stephen Colbert, but it's one of those Comedy Central shows. The show is about, is he a racist? <laughs> so they're going to show like a video clips of certain people doing something. And the audience will make a judgment. Is he a racist or is she a racist? And they'll be screaming. I found out to be hilarious. All right. Woke is the opposite of that, right? You know, we, you know, it's, it's for, for fun, for entertainment for some intellectual exercise. So, 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 so I, I hope you guys will be willing to participate. The, uh, I want to go over with some news because this show is about our justice system, right? Every time there's some hilarious shit happening, I want to share that with everybody. So today I want to share some news that I find out to be very, very fitting. First of all, you probably know this. 
Michael Cohen has been Donald Trump's personal attorney for a long time, for at least 10 years. And uh, he basically snitched on Trump, right? Basically, the feds, uh, you know, there got to be some people who he's Trump and there's a Russia gate investigation. Cohen himself was caught cheating on his taxes. So feds was going after him. That has nothing to do with Trump. Well, I guess to get some kind of a leniency from the Fed himself, Trump, as an attorney for Donald J. Trump, snatched on Trump. We know that, right? Oh, by the way, just in case you do not know, Cohen attended law school in somewhere in Midwest. That law school is the has the lowest entry, lowest score of LSAT test. Basically, that school is the least intelligent law students. So Cohen graduated from there. And uh, you guys probably know this term called the attorney-client privilege. Say, Phil, you say, you know, OJ, just use, use OJ. OJ killed two people. He walked into Alan Dershowitz, Johnny Cochran's office, say, hey, I need your help. LA district attorney is chasing me for double murder. And there will be communication between O.J. Simpson and his attorneys. That communication is privileged. Right? Attor the attorney, attorneys hired by O.J., even if they know, even if O.J. confessed to them, say, yes, I did call Nicole Brown Simpson and that guy, Ron Goldman. Can these attorneys go to the police saying, oh, oh, we have uh, actual information. We recorded the information. O.J. Simpson said, he killed that two people. Can they do that? They cannot. Why? It's called the attorney privilege. Being Donald Trump's personal attorney, Cohen will know every single shitty things about Trump and he snitched on Trump. In fact, when the Fed searched Michael Cohen's office, there were a few people, lawyers, legal scholars, say that actually is extraordinary. You usually cannot search uh, attorney. Off. I mean, I'm not saying this, that's unjustified because, again, Michael Cohen was chased for tax offenses. So that is all fair game. But for him to turn around and say, you know what? In my office, when you search my cabinet, there is a piece of information that Donald Trump committed a serial ra raping of a few women or even minors. He, as Donald Trump's personal attorney, has that information. Can he share that with that? He cannot. That is the rule. But guess what? That is what happened. Nobody talks about this. What's funny is this. While Alvin Bragg in, in Manhattan is trying to, you know, work on this grand jury shit, now comes another attorney who represented Michael Cohen. His name is Robert Costello. If you follow the news, you probably know. Robert Costello showed up in a grand jury hearing, and he said Cohen totally lied, and he has got written records showing Cohen totally lied. Basically, Robert Costello saying Cohen's accusation that those hush money is instructed by Donald Trump 
is contradicted by Michael Cohen's own written statement. These are the statements Michael Cohen, as a client of Robert Costello, shared with Robert Costello. So Robert Costello now also violated his attorney-client privilege, right? Right. So I would, you know, let me just quickly read this news. Costello, who appeared before the grand jury at the request of Trump's attorney, told reporters, "By the way, he need not to keep his secret secret." Except all the other grand jury proceedings are top secret. Violating grand jury investigation is a crime. So Costello told reporters after his testimony that Cohen has said things that are directly contra- contrary to what he said to us. By us, Costello means himself. Okay, so that is something. That is something. Now, to add more into it, Trump's uh, Malalago case has another breakthrough. Basically, the court in Washington D.C. has ordered Trump's attorney, uh, another attorney, to testify again uh, in the grand jury investigation. Oh no, I'm in the independent prosecutor's investigation by this guy Jack Smith. So now. In D.C., the court literally say the attorney-client privilege is not that big of a deal. Go ahead, testify, or you will have to face consequences. These are extraordinary things. Okay, when the justice system took those extra miles, maybe extra ten miles, to pursue a particular person. Especially when that person is running for president, it only means trouble down the road. Okay, it, it only means trouble down the road. And you guys will may say, "Hey, Peter, why you care about this、uh, attorney-client privilege thing?" I'll tell you what, because a lot of ordinary citizens like yourself has been excluded by their own attorney. All right, and、uh, that is just a fact. So, I love Donald Trump because he really sh- provide me with the, all kinds of entertainment and material. So, this is just another example. You are seeing three cases. Literally, attorneys is breaking the attorney-client privilege and incriminate their own client. So, think about next time you got a DUI, a little DUI. You go to see an attorney saying, "I need you to handle this case," and this is what happened. And the attorney who knows law knows you broke the law. Should the attorney go to the court say, "You guess what, Johnny in front of us, he actually did commit a DUI offenses. We should send him to jail." That's what I mean. This justice system of ours is completely corrupt. It is just. The only difference is this: now it's all surfaced up, all the shit, all the rotten shit in the bottom of the this little dead water pond is now bubbling up to the surface, and we have Trump to thank to show us all this shit. So, so that is the little news update. You know, I just want to give you guys. Now let's jump into it again. 
guys, if you join uh, later, please feel free to call in because this show, today's episode, is all about defining woke. And let's call out who is woke or who is not. Okay. Again, I do this episode because Brady Crow the other day said, this show of mine is the wokest of the all wokes. I disagree. And I'm going to render judgment whether Brady is a woke or not. He's not joining. I hope he will join us. So, you know what, Phil? How about you go ahead and what's your definition of woke, being woke? Oh, I don't even pretend to know. It's like one of those words that I that I already know I don't have a solid definition for. Mm-hmm. But when people use it, I, I vaguely know what they're getting at. So, you know, it doesn't bug me too much. Okay. Um. You know, those I'm, words like that, like like as people are kind of working out how they want to use it, you just kind of take cues from the context and just the whole conversation. But mm-hmm. I can try to take a stab at it. Um, no, I'll try. Maybe, no, maybe again, you first. I don't know. I'm not good at, at like just I, I, definition. I have a very in, uh, interim answer, definitely, uh, uh, but I'm going to my so-called two-step authentication of a woke. Okay, Heidi, go ahead. How you define woke? Again, there's no right, wrong answer. Feel free to say whatever. Greg, I'm going to invite you too. I know you're a libertarian. By the way, I'm not libertarian, but you know, I love to hear different opinions. Go ahead, Heidi. Sure. Um, yeah, and and it's like any other word. It may have different a different meaning to different people. You know, everybody's perspectives are valid and you somewhat unique anyway. Um, but for me, uh, the way I look at people in society and our culture is that they generally are sleepwalking. They're zombies. You know, like you, you it, like the whole thing with um, <clears throat> George Bush during the Iraq war, uh, his proclamation that uh, y- you want to help our uh, country out, go shopping. You know, that was, that was his answer to all our problems. Go shopping. And I kind of see, yeah, I kind of see the general population as sleepwalking. And if you're woke, it means that you're not sleepwalking anymore. You actually know what's going on in the world. I know it started off with racial discrimination and like a lot of the, the, um, more modern words it that was where it started and everybody kind of took it and and put their own spin on it and that's mm-hmm. my spin yep excellent excellent again i just uh, again i want today's episode just be uh, uh, there is a comedy show uh is uh who did this uh little skit called the, is he a racist you know they, they'll, they'll just play a video clip and the audience will Decide whether that person is a racist or not. I love it when I, I remember when I watch it. Cause I don't want to be uptight. I don't want to like discuss race issue in a depressed way. I learned a lot from, uh, David Chappelle. As a matter of fact, I found it to be funny to discuss race issues. You know, go ahead, Heidi. You want to say something? I was just going to say it reminds me of, uh, Tosh.0. He does the same thing. Yes. Like- Anytime, yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. Anytime I, anything happens, he says that's racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, that's him. I forgot. It's a shame he got canceled. I love him, man. I love those outrageous shows. I know, you know, I don't know why he got canceled, but I don't think I, he's, love I think he's still on Comedy Central anyway. Oh, okay. It's because I don't have cable because I don't want to pay any money to 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 get junk because i just you know i, I hear you i hear you yeah you oh, can go yeah. on his instagram and see a lot of his stuff okay 
Cool, cool, great. Yeah, again, guys, just participate, okay? Just call in. By the way, I saw Greg's comment about Greg again. Feel free to call in. You don't, you don't, you are not going to insult me by disagreeing with me in any shape or form. Uh, form. You talk about client privilege is not absolute. You are correct. I'm not saying it is absolute. Okay. There's another thing. It's called the penitent privilege, meaning a priest and the people confess in front of the priest in Delaware recently. Delaware wants to enact a law saying there should be no uh, uh, penitent privilege, meaning whatever that person, uh, serial pedophile or pedophile, uh, confessed his uh, sin to a Catholic uh, priest, those communications are not privileged. They they must uh, disclose those, the Catholic Church. As you can imagine, the Diocese of Wilmington went to the legislative hall of Delaware, in Dover, Delaware, saying, no, 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 we cannot do this. A penitent privilege is sacred. We have to keep our pedophilic priest and among other, and any other professionals who really love to have sex with little boys and little girls. You know, you know what? Did the Greg just left? Wow. That's quite impressive. All right. I hope I did not insult him. So, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, so now let me just share with you an interim solution. This is what I find out. It's from a Supreme Court justice. In a case involving hardcore pornography, this judge said, I don't have a definition for hardcore pornography, but this is his word. But quote, I know it when I see it, unquote. So I found out that to be a very interesting solution. You know, I do not have the, def remember that lady on the, whether it's uh, on MSN or on um, Brianna Joy Grace show that uh, she cannot define what woke is. I think this could be a good answer. I do, I don't know how to define woke, but I know it when if I see it. Right, Phil? Go ahead with Phil. No, I think it's interesting, right? Because it's kind of, what I was saying, and I think it's okay to just say that if you're just a regular person, but I don't know, you, you gotta do a bit more like work, put your neck on the line there, like try to establish something. If you're, I think a judge or some person who's writing a whole freaking book about it, like people are gonna ask you, you should have something. And like even Heidi's definition, just it felt like something you can at least grab onto, you know? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, woke, you're connecting it to the idea of being asleep or a zombie. That's mm -hmm. something to work with. So, but yeah, if you're, uh, what was her name, Mandel? Like, I think she should have had something there, right? She can't just be like, I know where, where I see it, but I'm also going to write like hundreds of pages about it and be a guest. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's right, Phil. You're right. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I appreciate it. In fact, I have a similar definition uh, like Heidi just said, once again, I just love your guys' participation. Again, if you guys have a definition of what woke is, feel free to call in, okay? So I have wrote it down here. A woke is like an alcoholic who will not recognize that he or she is a woke because they are in the middle of the woke. <laughs> so I have another, but that's not my real uh, final definition. I have a final definition. It's I call it a two-step authentication with a that person is awoke now it's not all bad okay it's not all bad so so that is that 
The uh, okay, let me just jump to it. The world I define is this. Uh, excuse me, I need to get my okay. A uh, woke, woke, a uh, wokeism is an awakening and enlightenment social justice activism that advocates arguably excessive or unjustifiable remedies. So, so let me repeat. A wokeism is a, an awakening and enlightenment social justice activism that advocates arguably ex excessive or unjustifiable remedies. So to me, there's a two step. You actually have to have that awakening and the enlightenment about the social justice or, or social injustice that happened in the past. That is an awakening. I, I actually think that's why the word woke is being used because awakening is a very important part of it. Okay, so my show is talking about a lot of those racial injustice actually is handed out by the courts. For that matter, yes, this show's purpose is trying to educate. It's trying to, you know, point it out that you know, this actually what actually happened. I'm not, not ashamed of that. But the second step is this. You have to advocate some excessive, outlandish, unjustifiable remedies for the wrong. That will make you a woke. So that's how I define what a woke is. Okay. So any comment, Heidi? Yeah. Um, I think that's a pretty fair assessment, uh, but I would, uh, I would classify it as more uh, the problem. <clears throat> uh, I saw it on Glenn Greenwald the other day talking about how uh, specifically the trans issue, how um, they are forcing people to say things that they do not believe or agree with. And uh, that is a display of power. That is what it's really all about, that they're, they are taking this power they're forcing people to say things and believe things that they do not uh, internally agree with. Yeah, I, I, uh, I in the next segment, which is easy one, is once again, it's just just I want to use this definition, either my definition or Heidi's definition or anyone else's definition here. Can I, uh, to say is he? Well, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Phil. No, I thought you were talking. Oh. Uh, I want to add one little thing to this. So the, that definition, it, make, it makes sense. That, that, that overstepping part of it that you said, the second factor or the second step authentication, right? I, I yes. get it. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend like we don't know what people mean. But I want to warn us something that happens. So like you can have a term that's used in one way for a long time by, say, some group within a culture like a smaller subculture and then you you the, the definition goes and it drifts and it actually part of the definition actually becomes the, the part that we consider overstep like outlandish you use the word outlandish etc that's the part that in some ways we should be talking about it's the it's the media issue right that's that's the part that's interesting but if you go and already shove that into the definition you're also going to make this kind of annoying problem. I think it happens with a lot of words. And then you're going to go back maybe and read about some cultural political figure 
that is even self-professedly like that they're calling themselves woke and you'll go and say ha look this person even said of themselves that 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 they were woke but they kind of meant it in a different way like do you see what i'm getting at if, yes if yeah i think at least i i think you capture my words very well phil i appreciate that because what i've written down here is is this the uh it's a social justice activism that advocates arguably excessive or unjustifiable remedies so you're right when i say the word outlandish that probably that word should not be in the definition yeah and uh and however you said arguably in the definition so it's okay i'm more warning about it it can happen with anything you know yep uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep totally here i get it so you know I'm just going to use an example. You know, if someone is a transgender person, he he is teaching in a public high school, and uh, he let's say he he felt strongly, he's very awakened or enlightened about the racial injustice in the past. For that purpose, he want to have a drag show as a graduation gift for his students. Now, is that arguably excessive? <laughs> you know, I personally think it is because. Uh, having dra- uh, transgender to have a drag show is tangentially related to racial injustice, but I don't think it's direct. No, I mean, just throwing it out as an example. I'm totally inviting for disagreement here, okay, by the way. So, oh, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to forget you. Uh, Johnny, go ahead. Sure. Um, I think you hit the nail right on the head, you and Heidi both. I think that's the, the best uh, description or definition of what woke is. To highlight and uh, and to to overstep your your feelings and your your uh, your perception or rather your description and your advocacy for such things that really goes over the top. But I would add to that that uh, this is this is done on purpose. This is well defined, well well designed, uh, and uh, it is that. The idea of the the wokeness is um, is is part of what I would call the uh, the current neoliberal agenda, Be, meaning that if we keep them arguing about those things that we know can never really truly uh, how can I say come to terms with uh, for people to agree with and uh, highlight these things, then we're going to continue doing what we're doing in this you know market. Uh, free market society that we're, we've created over 40 years. So I think that's the big takeaway. I think that we have to recognize when we hear people say, oh, you're just woke. You have to ask yourself, uh, well, you know, do you, do you buy into that argument that the social justice, you know, has gone overboard? Do you buy into that? And if you do, then I really don't have time for you because that's not the most important thing going on right now. The most important thing has to do with economics. So that's, that, that's where I come from. I hear you, Johnny. I can tell, Johnny, you're a big uh, economics guy. Uh, by the way, Johnny, I do admire the fact that, that you are a truck driver and you do calling in uh, while driving a truck. And I found it to be fantastic because I, you know, because you are thinking, you're working. And uh, this is the best arrangement because every time when I heard a calling uh, person describing his or her life situation that it seems to me this guy this person is a homeless or 
you know, uh, has drinking problems or or totally disabled and bedridden. That was like, a, I mean, I think there's an old Greek saying, uh, healthy minds coming from healthy body. You really have to be a normal person, in my opinion. I'm not saying you shouldn't participate in the calling. I just say, if you have a bigger economic problem, if you have a serious food security issue, calling may not be your first, uh, the go-to spot. You need to get a job first and then get yeah. on calling second, right? So I do admire you for that. And uh, by the way, uh, Johnny, I'm going to address the, uh, your invitation about the neoliberalism uh, in the, I think, in, th in two weeks. Probably two weeks from today, okay? Just, you know, uh, just w w remind me if I forgot. So I, I did... Uh, I did some, uh, you know, conversation. So, guys, you, I have a big more, by the Go way, ahead. I couldn't agree more with your description, your definition. You and Heidi's both. I think that's the best that I've heard. So, I'll, I appreciate I'll, it. Again, my definition is totally original. I, I come out this shit by myself. Just like my my other show, the, the geopolitics is uh, uh, ethnopolitics. Okay, these are all the things I made up. I admit. It's my own creation. It, you got an original material here. And uh, so... I'm going to read my definition one more time that I'm going to go after each one of you <laughs> to ask you, do you consider yourself a woke or not? Okay. Hey, so Peter, I'm gonna... I got, yeah. I got to jump out of the speakers like pretty much now. Can I just say one last thing? I'll still listen, but I can't talk, go talk ahead. anymore. Oh, sure. No, uh, go ahead. I think those definitions again are really good. It's something to hold on to and it, it, it makes sense. I just, I want to give that like, I guess, warning again. When you shove in the negative part already into the definition, that's how shit can also fall apart when you're communicating with people because you're going to have a whole lot of people who are actually just going to call themselves woke and you'll, I feel like you'll think that they're already on this other side of this cultural fault line, mm -hmm. but they m might not be. So I'm not saying abandon. Oh, that no, 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 no. I don't mean to stop you. I actually, no, you broke. I actually, it's an invitation for all of you is this. Uh, Phil is just saying that he's being critical of the uh, choice of words I'm using. I'm not disagreeing with him at all. But I want all of you to think this. I call this a two-step authentication, right? If a Phil believe the second step authentication has a bad wording in my definition, by all means, please provide me with a better definition for me. Because I, because remember, the essence of my definition is a two step, right? So, so I'm not disagreeing with you, Phil. I would, I probably will think more about it, but I want everybody to think of. So let me r read my definition one more time. Wokeism is an, an awakening and enlightenment social justice activism that advocates arguably excessive or unjustifiable remedies. Okay, remember, the second part, Phil has problems. Some of you may not have problems, okay? But I all encourage all of you to help me to come up with a better definition for the second step, authentication. Now, just having this, keep this in mind. Can we, uh, can we share your own uh, assessment of yourself? Heidi, do you consider yourself a woke based on this definition? Um, I'm sorry, I missed the, uh, what definition? I was talking okay, about my dad. Go no ahead. problem, I will read my definition. I'll read it, no problem. <clears throat> Wokeism is an awakening and enlightenment social justice activism that advocates arguably 
excessive or unjustifiable remedies. I do not consider myself woke if that is the definition. I consider myself woke as far as I seek truth and I express it. And it even bothers some people, as I see in the comments, Brady's trying to pick a fight with Lance. <laughs> but that was, that's, been, that's been one of the problems that I've had is because I insist on being truthful with my knowledge about um, the end of World War II and what happened with the Jewish people. And Lance sees that as me being a denier and uh, <clears throat> and he calls me a Nazi. So he can go ahead and think that. It's not the truth. Uh, I wasn't advocating for anybody to be killed. Um, all I was saying was that I want people to be honest about history. I want to know the truth. And I think that if we start from truth, we get to a better place. That yep. That's my stance. So, well, yeah, I'm woke as, as far as my definition, but not as far as the one that, that you're declaring there. Um, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I uh, I think I've shared with everyone usually how I deal with uh, sometimes un, uh, not so welcome uh, welcomed uh, conduct such as uh, pace, uh, do a lot of uh, accusatory comments in the chat room and all that. I have said everybody just you know we are all victims of mainstream media and our government who are breaking laws. So let's just be kind to each other. And my strategy is always this when someone plays an accusatory statement against me in the in chat room or through dm i just ignore i never respond because the, the i know if i respond i fell into i will fall into their trap that's what they want to do so uh, uh but i appreciate Heidi. Go yeah, ahead, Heidi. Well, well i was gonna say uh part of the thing is your project is especially important because a lot of people feel that uh when it comes to judicial review, they are being objective and fair and honest. Bingo. And as it turns right, and as it, as it turns out, with with a lot of the disclosures, not only you're making, but you you are ab absolutely highlighting it. But we're also seeing it in a lot of the news stories that it's all politicized. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, judicial, I totally appreciate yeah. your appreciation of my show, Heidi. Trust me, I, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna have tears. Okay, so I appreciate it. So, Brady, are you a woke based on my definition? I think you have a terrible definition, and I'm not me, I'm by that definition of mm -hmm. not, but by the uh, the novel ebonic definition of woke, I totally am. So by that, def by the bad definition, no. By the good definition, okay, I got it. So by my definition, I know uh, because remember again, Brady, I'm doing this uh, episode because you uh, said uh, this show is the wokest of them all, right? <laughs> so by my definition, Brady is not woke because uh, he actually have never, I have never heard of him uh, promoting any mushroom policies that are racially insensitive or prejudicial he is a guy advocating mushrooms for everyone right organic food for everyone so he's uh, he he's not a woke person so by my definition now i do not know what his woke definition is but i'm willing to study that if when he posted on the Substack. okay <laughs> so how about uh, you know what stupid how about you Stuby, are you a woke based on my definition? And I'll be happy to read my definition again. Oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. Johnny first. Johnny is on the on the caller list. Johnny, are you a woke by, by my definition? 
see. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm not woke. By your definition, I'm not woke. Thank you. Let uh, let me make uh, Stoopy a a speaker because again, I want everybody just confess whether you are woke not. You can put in the chat room. Lance, are you a woke based on my definition? <laughs> July, thank you for reminding uh, East Sound back. Can, can you guys all hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I never had a, a sound yeah. problem. It might have yeah, been I July. Hear you. I hear you. Oh, cool. Thank you. So go ahead, Stoopy. Are you awoke? Um, not by your definition, but I don't agree with your definition either. I I think it's sort of it's 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 making it a bad thing or or an unrealistic thing or kind of like a silly you know like these uh, uh unachievable mm -hmm. remedies thing is uh, to me it's like um it's it's like how the word feminist got got twisted like you know at first it was it's meant to be somebody who believes in equality between men and women as a feminist but then when the right wing took took it they took it as a bad thing like oh no you're not one of those feminists are you because for them it's an over application of 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 uh remedies to you know to fix the inequality so i feel like the right always takes these words and twists them to be a bad thing when really it's about equality and, and pointing out injustice uh -huh. but they'll turn it into yeah negative so so i feel like my definition of woke and feminism is still in the positive it's just like acknowledging that there are inequalities and injustice and you know, the remedy has not, it's more about pointing it out or being awake to it, being aware of it mm -hmm. than necessarily any, any specific remedy because people have different, some people would say affirmative action is a positive remedy. Others would say, no, it's actually reverse racism or something like that. So I kind of leave the remedy out of it. I, I, I look at it as just noticing and pointing out the, the inequality. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate your criticism, Stoopy. Once again, I want to tell everybody, please criticize my theory. You are not going to insult me whatsoever. You know, you will not, period. Because uh, simply because uh, this is a, I want to always want to have a intelligent, cordial, civil conversation about this uh, hot, hotly debated matters, right? Go ahead, Heidi. I don't mean to go ahead. Oh, no, we, we don't mind you monologuing, Peter. It is your show, and we're all very interested in, in what you have to say and the way you direct the conversation. So uh, I just wanted to throw in one thing. Um, I kind of, I, I've been leaning lately, especially for the couple of years because of the um, <clears throat> hate incorporated kind of thing going on. I don't want to uh, just lay it at the feet of the right the right leaning it's all people are doing that these days mm -hmm. um and there there are like several waves of feminism and i'm curious myself i don't know what each wave involves uh and i wouldn't mind having uh hearing a show on, about it or maybe doing a show about it and by the way lance can't call in because i have him blocked so you can invite him to speak but um if he goes on too long or starts picking on me i might just leave so i wanted to throw no, that it's out. okay i am going to uh for today i'm not going to invite uh, lance to speak okay because uh, i have been very kind to lance and uh he has repeatedly asked me to uh collaborate with him with some uh, shows and all that. It's a very, very, uh, 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 I feel very, very, uh, uh, fl uh flattered, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, no, I, but for today, I understand the sensitivity of uh, the past, uh, you know, 
banning and all that. I just, I know I'm not into it, but uh, for today, Lance, uh, you feel free to keep commenting, but I just saying again, you know, don't overdo it. Okay. So go I, ahead. I wanna, uh, go ahead, John. I, go ahead. I, like, I like to criticize Stoopy. You know, you ask, you welcome criticism. Well, shoot, I got to criticize somebody today. You know, the world just ain't right unless I criticize somebody. <laughs> so, no, Stoopy, Stu, Stu, I know her. She is a very calm person, a very kind human being. <laughs> Go ahead. A person with a lot of a lot of good insight. I love to hear from uh, Stoopy. But it, you were talking about you don't agree with uh, with the um, with the definition of uh, Peter's uh, definition of woke, and that you'd like to um, how, how was it you put it to be? You're saying that you let, let me say this maybe prefer a different word than woke, right? Because to me, again, like I said earlier, woke is a weapon. And the word itself is really important, the words that we use, right? The -hmm. word itself, I think I agree more with Mark than I would agree with you, Stoopy, in the sense that it has been weaponized. But you have a good point. There is, uh, and that point was, and I forget exactly what it was, which was that there is differences. And we should be able to uh, to, 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 to debate and go back and forth about differences, right? Correct. And yeah, it's about right. remedies, right? This show, we, I am going to talk about remedies. I am going to talk about reparations, right? But, but I want to make sure these are, I mean, basically there's a word that does two wrong, uh, do two wrongs make it a right, you know? You guys can vote on it. You know, the, you know, for the past wrong, do we need another wrong to correct the past wrong, right? The, the, does one war, will achieve justice against the past wars. I don't think war will solve any problem. No wrongs can do right. It has to be done correctly. So, no, but however, uh, oh, by the way, before I forget, guys, I'm a big uh, fan of this show called The Seinfeld. There's one episode is about looking at things in the opposite way, right? You, you know, follow, you, uh, just go with the opposite of your in- instinct. In this case, you think about this way. Think about the so-called conservative. I actually don't consider them conservative. It's a two-step authentication definition here. There's a lot of people in this country, even today, they will fail the first step. They will refuse to even to discuss the issue of injustice the issues of a social injustice, racial injustice. So from the reverse point of view, reverse engineering point of view, this two-step authentication can also be used to identify whether that someone is a racist or not. Isn't it? I want you guys to think of that way too, right? So it's both ways. So before I forget, I, I, I want to say that. And, uh, and, uh, so, that's pretty much the definition portion. And my second segment is about remedies. Remember, what Stoopy has criticized me is on the remedy piece, right? What the Phil has criticized me earlier is also about the second step, the remedy piece. So now I want to bring out some current practice by the local prosecutor, such as Alvin Bragg. So, so uh, in New York City, such as this guy, Chessa Bodine in San Francisco, 
uh, you know, could be uh, this uh, woman in uh, Chicago, um, Chicago mayor who just got voted out. What's her name? Uh, Lightfoot? Uh, some Lori Lightfoot, right? Uh, remember again, guys, it's a two-step authentication. Whoever failed the first step, in my opinion, can be suspected to be a racist. Okay? Let me just put it out there. I, I'm not going to be shy to say that. Okay? Okay? So... I, I bet a lot of those people, like uh, Tucker Carlson, don't even touch, don't even want to touch the very first step. They don't. They'll say, what do you mean slavery? All the country has slavery. Move on. That's their narratives. It's different. Right? So, 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 so any other people want to define whether he is a woke or she's a woke or not? using this definition. Oh, by the way, Johnny, I'm going to uh, make you a speaker so William can give us his answer whether he is a woke or not based on my definition. Let's wait for Johnny to be on the speaker row so I can pick William. Johnny, I'm like, Yeah, it doesn't seem like I'm getting an invitation yet, so... Let, let, I, I, I am trying. Okay. You. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. right, I'm going to wait. William, a, the next caller. And William, are you a woke based on my definition? I will be happy to re, re, read my definition again. Go ahead, Peter. Read it again. Sure. Woke, uh, wokeism is an awakening and a life justice activism that advocates arguably excessive or unjustifiable remedy. Well, you know, I, I'll be very honest with you. I, I'm, as far as identifying identity politics and uh, not my thing, um, I no, try No, Danny, you are a judge. For Danny, you are a judge. You are not a, you are not a black person. You are not a white person. You are not an Asian person. You are just a, you know, impartial person. Yeah, I don't really want to, again, the whole idea of, of wokeism and trying to identify an individual in, in any way is totally subjective. It's not something I'm interested in actually, uh, I don't see the purpose of, of engaging in it. I think, we have, I think it's a distraction that we have many more concrete issues we could be uh, discussing uh, that are evidentiary. Um, so um, I actually, uh, one of the points I want to make is made a commitment to me over the Sandy Hook matter. And when you refuse to do that, we had a breakdown in communication. I'm waiting for that invitation. And I'm ready to do that anytime you are. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, uh, could you mute yourself, William? Uh, because I hear a very strong background noise. I didn't hear that. We had a lot of feedback, but I'll assume that uh, you agreed for now. We uh, well, I was asking that question. Uh, I believe you, uh, you, you, uh, you probably prefer not to answer that, which is okay. And uh, if No, I just don't see the, again, a... You know, we have a class, really a class warfare going on, and we have a government that is intentionally trying to create 
what I would call distractions and uh, definitions of people, any way they can divide us, because the real enemy is the establishment of uh, parasite class, period. So everything else is a distraction. What, we, what I feel we need, need to be doing is focusing on what they are doing, say at the World Economic Forum, and developing their policies, which is really a Kissinger continuum of the Bilderberg Group, which has come from the Rockefeller Foundation, and and see that that's where the agenda is coming from, and we need to fight back against that. Everything else is a distraction for us to polarize with one another for, for arbitrary reasons that are manufactured. William, can I step in here real quick and ask you a question? Yes. Uh, having said that, and I recognize that... Uh, William, please mute yourself. It is a very strong uh, noise. Please. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'll mute myself. Hang on a second. Okay. Wait a minute. So, there you go. Uh, uh, so, here's the question, William. I haven't understood that, right? Because I'm coming from the same uh, ideas, right? The same concept. Would you agree then that what what Peter is 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 asking is one of the one of the strategies that these people use to distract us? So I guess that's where I, I think that's where what I'd like to ask. Would you agree then with the definition, his definition of wokeism, because that definition, in my view, is the weapon. So that's my question to you. What do you think as a weapon? Can you guys hear me better now? Is that better? I, I, I hope yes. so. Yes, that's better. Yeah. Um, well, I would say, say certainly, um, I'm, I'm sorry, who asked me that, Johnny? Who asked me yes, that sir. question? It was Johnny. Hi, yeah. hey, Johnny. Um, I would say certainly is a major one. Uh, I think there's many we can point out, but uh, that's this is certainly one of one of the big ones. Yeah. Would you would you, you know? therefore agree with the definition uh, that you know because wokeism to like to Stupi is something different, right? She views it as if I'm not mistaken, Stupi is. Like, I agree with the first part, but not the second part, that I actually have to give you a remedy. I believe what, what Peter has identified here is exactly what's going on here. Not only do they present the problem in an outrageous way, right, then they, then they make a, a fight out of uh, 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 coming up with a remedy. So to me, I agree with you. That's just a weapon. So the question, I guess, is, you know, would you, would you agree with that definition? That definition of wokeism in that context. Is that question directed at me, Johnny? Or was that question directed that, at? That was for you, William. That was for you because I think we're we're on the same page, you and I, about the context. But the question for yeah. for you is: Would you agree with the definition that that they use that as a weapon? Would you agree with that definition? Because okay, let me give you a, a different example. A woke to another person might be this might say, well, you know what, I think that uh, I think there's something going on with the banking system. We don't quite understand exactly what's going on, but there's fraud going on. And I think that if you recognize that, I'd say that you're a woke person. You understand fairly what's going on. That's one idea of being woke. But to me, and I think, you know, as Peter uh, was pointing out, that's not really what 
you and I would agree woke it, right? Because right, I mean, right, you said right. it, right? You you agreed. Right. Well, basically, you agree with his definition, right? Uh, yeah, from that standpoint. Yeah. I, I yes, if you from if you put it into that context, uh, of course, I'm 62 years old, and not that I'm an old man. I don't consider myself to be, but. Uh, a lot of these new terminologies. I'm 62 too. So. Okay. I'd like to clarify this definition for you guys a little bit, if I could. Um, I'm wondering how many people here are familiar with the ter- with the Redbone by Childish Gambino, that song. No, I'm not. I think no, I'm not. That's a fantastic definition for the word. He says, like, if you want it, you can have it. You know, go out and get it. Uh, do what you think, oh, yeah. but stay woke because oh, yeah. people are out there creeping trying to get you. So he's literally just saying, like, be aware. And that is what uh, the original definition of woke. Well, I mean, the original definition of woke is awake, you know, the past tense of being awake uh, or woken up. Um, and we've taken that and we've kind of used that as a metaphor for a heightened state of awareness or heightened perception or awareness. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly what the word was meant to be. What happened was, is the right and a bunch of pseudo progressive neo shit libs, um, took the word and weaponized it. So they took a perfectly good word and they weaponized it and turned it into, they bastardized it, perverted it, turned it into something totally shitty and shitty people, Sorry for my words, but, you know, um, synthetic progressives, synthetic lefties um, took that term and they like to say, oh, we're woke, you know, but they really aren't woke. Those are useful idiots posing as woke. And so don't allow useful idiots and tools of the establishment to define words for you, because that's going to confuse you. Well, I appreciate um, it. Go ahead, Heidi. I appreciate it, Heidi. I wanted to throw this in there uh, here. You like the way I look at it is kind of like that bakery that wouldn't bake the cake for the gay couple uh, based on their religion. And the thing about it is we all want to think and believe that if people are past racism and past um, homophobia and stuff like that. And what we're doing is we're basically kind of forcing people to admit whatever their secret, uh, <laughs> you know, um, beliefs are and then penalizing them for it. Like my attitude about that bakery was I didn't think that they should be forced to make the make the cake and their my attitude about it was they're on the wrong side of history so if people know that they're bigots their their shop won't be patronized as much as it would be in the future. But I think I was kind of wrong in that because of the whole Chick-fil-A thing. Um, their sales actually increased after they uh, pulled their, I think it was about birth control. They wouldn't, I, I don't know if it was them or Hobby Lobby. Uh, but the point being is that there there is this uh, vein of racism and homophobia and, and whatever else running through, um, I don't know if it's just our country or, or humanity in in total, uh, but we can't force people to agree with us, and that's what we're kind of trying to do. Or, or in, in that definition of woke, I think that's what we're trying to do. Instead of just allowing people to find their way to the truth themselves, that I just 
that's a great uh, addition, Heidi. I I love it. Yes. Thank you, Heidi. Does somebody want to respond? No, go ahead. If you want to respond, go ahead. Um, I think I appreciate the dialogue and the different inputs. Even trying to define who is woke, someone who, like me, who's a Christian, who's a pro-life person, who is totally against abortion, having studied photos and clinical evidence and what I believe is life from conception, would be not conceived as woke by somebody who's a, a pro-abortion person. So, so the, the, what I, that's why when at, from the beginning, Johnny uh, or Brady, what I was trying to say is it's arbitrary and it's, uh, it's completely arbitrary depending on the, the individual and what their perception is. If they, Believe woke means being awakened to a truth. What's the truth? Does life start at conception or does it not? We're not. I'm not going to try and argue that case right now. But you see the the allegory I'm making. So, so then we have this arbitrary uh, title, wokeism, that can mean so many different things to so many different people. That then it just becomes like the best way I can think of it is like trying to argue over, uh, you know, uh, what was that that uh, used to eat that dessert when I was a kid that was like a a, a jelly that was orange. I can't remember. Jello. We're arguing over Jello. Well, what well, what is it? What what is it? How do we define it? So it becomes a tool, and that's in Steiny. I agree with you. It becomes a tool for division. The ultimate tool for division is that what you were trying to say, Johnny? Because it's 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 impossible. Uh, 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 William, uh, uh, Johnny, I've been trying to make you a speaker, but I don't know whether you can see it or not. And uh, you know, William, how about uh, let Johnny on the callers, and then you know you you you're more than welcome to call back. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so basically, William, I have I have problem uh, get Johnny to the speaker, but William, like I said, you can call back in. Go ahead, Johnny. I got it. Thanks. Uh, yes, yes, I would agree with that. Sorry, guys, I'm out here, you know, loading and unloading. And, yeah, and, no, that's uh, fine, Johnny. Yeah, it's great. I mean, like I said, guys, you have to have a regular job. You don't don't be on calling all the fucking time because it's not good for you. Okay, social media like calling is addictive. Get your day job. Get take care of your children. <laughs> Okay, right. make sure they have food and finish their homework before yeah. you get on them calling. Okay, so but I, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, but, but because uh, you know, you have to keep your situation in an okay state before you right. can participate in a normal p- uh, state of mind. Otherwise, you know, you're kind of you know, you can get wacko about it. Right? Go ahead, sorry, Johnny. I don't mean to so, vent. Uh, sure, William. Right, you know, the same thing. Right, you know, we can go overboard and we can. Uh, we can we can lose focus on what's really important and uh yes i agree completely that it's being used as a weapon but getting back to what brady i think it was brady that said about the shitlid libs shitlid neoliberals right the left right the the progressives you know these yes they do it on purpose right but 
yes, they do it, but also the right, you know, so it's a whole, it's a whole mindset, you know what I mean? And I think that, you know, quite simply, who was it? It was a rabbi, I think it was, a couple of years ago, who said, the problem with America is that we don't have debates. We don't debate. We just, you know, so that was one side of it, right? Where we don't talk to each other. We don't communicate with each other. We don't express our differences and come to conclusions, right? Well, I think that in the one hand, it's good to debate. I mean, you know, it's good to come to conclusions. And come, but when you get a situation where this, this idea, this wokeness, has become a weapon, now the debate, the, the idea of talking to one another now becomes something that is in the way, you know, and I think, uh, I think we got to be aware of that. And I think that Stupi, I believe earlier, you know, made a point that it's, it's okay, you know, we can have a discussion, we can come up with, with differences of opinion. What we have to be careful for is to watch out for those, those things that I think Peter has pointed out, and that is that I recognize that you are, you're not really seeking truth. What you're seeking is your, you know, to put out your ideology, to put out your, your opinion of what, how society should be. And I'm just going to, uh, what I call filler, I'm going to give you some filler material, all right? So no, you know, I hope that helps. So I'll go ahead and mute myself. Yeah. I my issue, Peter, is that it's it's like defining something as like seeking equality and then adding adding onto it that the remedy is more inequality. It it it, it to me it's like it seems a bit uh it seems like I, I'm not saying you're facetious, but I think that the definition becomes facetious when you're when you're like No, you can call me facetious too, Toby. No, 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 you're no, not, you're no. not. No, no, but that definition <laughs> No, the next show Peter's going to have is about what is facetiousness. All right, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, stupid. Actually, guys, uh, we spent about an hour on the definition, which is great. I truly love this conversation. I hope you enjoyed this kind of conversation too. And now I want to do the remedy part. I want to try to look at a certain, uh, cases or practice. Like, let's call it a woke practice or, or, or unwoke practice, whatever you want to call it. And let's, let's render our judgment. Is this a woke action or not? Right, so I actually will start with Stupi because uh, the first person I want to talk about is this guy, uh, Chesa uh, Bodine. Uh, you know him, right, Stupi? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, first of all, do you consider him a woke person based on my definition? No. I okay. mean, I, again, I don't agree with your definition. I think okay, he's okay. woke, but I don't think he's your definition of woke, no. Okay, he is a woke, but uh, in a different defined woke. Okay, uh, now let's talk about his uh, practice. He was a uh, you uh, San Francisco district attorney, right? Just like uh, Kamala Harris and uh, and some other people in the past. And uh, I remember I called in Katie Halper's show about Chester Bodine being critical of him, I, but I forgot which case uh, it was, but. But basically, I I was under the impressions that San Francisco is has become a huge mess when it comes to the 
uh, crime statistics. Any comments that you, or any information you, you could share with us? Because after all, he's the, you know, chief law enforcement officer and, uh, he will be responsible for, for the, for, for the safety of the community and all that. Go ahead. Uh, what I can say is that the, there were underlying issues in San Francisco that were already pretty bad when I, so I was actually gone for most of Chesa Boudin's, uh, you know, term, but, but what I, what I had seen before I left was it's already getting to that point. And then when you added COVID to that and just the poverty that poverty, uh, the COVID lockdowns and everything created, I think that's what actually coincided with his term and that things got bad everywhere, but, but it was used against him to, to get rid of him. And, uh, and there was a big campaign to recall him that was financed by billionaires, right? Like tech mm-hmm. billionaires in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, appreciate it. So, I mean, guys, uh, feel free to uh, chime in, okay, uh, to call in and all that. The, uh, because on the remedy section, hopefully we'll do another hour on the remedy, on the practice, on the second step, right? The, you know, first step we know. Second step on the remedy. My key question is, that does two wrongs make a right, right? And, uh, you know, this is why I want to review these remedies, whether these remedies are justifiable. And all that. So usually using Chester Bodine, based on my limited knowledge, you know, he is a big fan of this. He used the word restorative justice. By the way, Amanda the other day used the word uh, restore, restorative justice as well, describing some kind of a murder situation where the relative of the murder victim is willing to let go the prosecution. And uh, Amanda called that a restorative justice. Now, so let me ask you, all of you, including Stoopy, because I'm still on Chester Bodine. Uh, in, or, or some other, let me put it, uh, I'll just use the conservative term. They call it the thorough uh, 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 funded uh, DA. Okay. Is uh, non prosecution, remember, non prosecution of a certain crimes. Would you, uh, would you consider it a restorative justice? If so, why? Stoopy, you first. I'm sorry I put you on the spot. Would I consider what restorative justice? Like, uh, there is, uh, is at least with, when we got to Chester Bodine, he was uh, rumored to have a, uh, let go certain crime, criminal cases while he was mm-hmm. in office. They call it yeah. the pearl of prosecution. Okay, my, my apologies. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I think it involves the restorative justice. It involves the actual victim or the family of the victim, but I think usually it's the victim. I don't know. I don't. I personally don't think it should apply to murder because the victim isn't there to speak for themselves. But, but let's say if the victim uh, is part of the process, that, I mean that's what I understand is restorative justice. So if the victim doesn't want to prosecute, let's say if your house is robbed. Um, is burgled and you personally don't think that that person should serve 20 years in prison because you know they stole your tv and you come to an agreement with the offender and the prosecutor and whatever to do like whatever community service instead that's restorative justice and i think there's no problem with that as long as the victim is part of the process and they can work it out they come to an agreement okay so now let me use another example my own example right so I drove my truck to Memphis, Tennessee, and parked in the parking lot of Costco, uh, intend to spend the night there. And around 8.30-ish, uh, 
two urban youth that's diving under my truck and try to cut off the uh, carburetor uh, catalyst. And I made a report. And uh, I did not know. Now I know uh, Memphis is similar to, say, Philadelphia and uh, uh, and some other cities. Basically, uh, the law enforcement officer is African-Americans. And I'm pretty sure the mayor is African-American because I saw the picture uh, of the Tyree Nichols uh, situation and all that. So should I, in the name of a restorative justice as a remedy, not to pursue these two criminals? They did scare the hell out of me. You know, I actually was very lucky that I don't have a gun with me because I would not know what I should do. Do I kill two people for some $2,600 carburetor? I would say absolutely not. But I would be very confused if I had a gun. Right? But just, you know, putting myself to yourself in my situation, should I, in the name of restorative justice as a remedy, say, not to prosecute these two people. Anyone, please try me. Well, the idea is that you can come up with your own solution. For example, okay, they won't serve jail time for their attempted robbery, but they have to pay you back the cost of fixing. You know, they have to pay you for the fix. Stop, I think you, know, you and I are such a same page. That's exactly what I told the detective of a Memphis Police Department. They have not called me back yet. The two cops on the street is not so protective or service oriented he they literally told me that they have not seen any damages to my truck mm. therefore they cannot make a police report it can only be a memo i have to ascertain the actual amount of my damages to make it a police report but but when the detective called me i told him the same thing i said i don't necessarily want them to be in jail but i think uh you know because i took down the 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 tag number the plate number of that getaway vehicle and i'm told him this is the getaway vehicle i said at least that owner of that vehicle owe me that twenty six hundred dollars go ahead heidi i was going to say uh there has to be some consideration for uh, uh history too because i had a, a a thing happen with my son in kindergarten he got bullied by a kid and I got in touch with the administration about it and they were kind of being, um, how can I say, they seem like overly punitive, you know, toward this kid. And my attitude about it was like, I don't want to, I don't want to get the kid in trouble. I just don't want him bullying my son anymore. Mm-hmm. And the, the vice principal said something to me about, he's like, well, I can't divulge the, the uh, information, but um, you have to consider that there may be a history of this type of behavior, mm-hmm. you know? So, it, and when I thought about it, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, if this kid has done this 20 times and has been, you know, punished every time, you know, instructed that this isn't acceptable behavior and uh-huh. he's still doing it. Yeah, uh-huh. something more has to be done. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying that has to be part of it too. Uh huh. I appreciate it. Oh, by the way, Phil, I saw you. Uh, I see you are back. We're now in on the second step. We're talking about the remedies. Whether the remedies is arguably justifiable or arguably excessive. So, uh, Stoopy, you actually just uh, open yourself, uh, you yourself up for my counter criticism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what you just proposed to me about this just have a financial uh, reimbursement, which I agree, right? At least it is uh, 
prove to my point that it is a uh, it is a uh, it is normal for us to consider whether a remedy is too excessive or it is justifiable. So going back to my woke definition, then my second uh, step authentication is not too bad. I'm just saying there should be an evaluation whether those remedies proposed for the social injustice in the past are excessive or justifiable. Would you agree, Subi? Yeah, but I again, I, again, I don't agree with your your the second part of your definition. I just I respect that. Go ahead. Yeah, I feel like I'm being uh, twisted into a pretzel for some reason that I'm not sure of yet. But like, I think I mean, if you're saying if the person, let's say the victim in this case, agrees to the no prosecution but just reimburse me then it's not unreasonable because they agreed with it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so then it's not a woke remedy. So correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. It's not a woke, you know, it's not an excessive remedy. Is that fair to say that? It's not an excessive remedy, so then restorative justice is not woke if it involves the victim agreeing to it? Yeah, this is where, uh, again, this is a totally open forum, totally open question, right? This is the discussion I want to have because uh, I will, I'm going to throw out another example. Harvard University, th this is a pending case in the U.S. Supreme Court. You know, again, to my greatest satisfaction, the Supreme Court will never won in this case, no matter what decision to make. Harvard University said the Asian students entering school must be higher <laughs> and the white. Asian and white student has to be higher to be admitted. I think Asian has a little, so, so, so Harvard University, you can easily consider them a woke institution. And my question will be this. Why you would go after Asian students, uh, Asian applicants when the historically Asians has never involved in slave trade whatsoever? And I know Jews were involved in the slave trade. So if someone is a Jewish, should they be also subject to a, even a higher uh, uh, entrance uh, examination? So to me, that's a little bit, uh, you know, th this solution that pr pr put out by the Harvard University Admission Office is to me is a woke because they are actually, in my opinion, racially prejudicial because I consider Harvard a white institution. And the benefit from the opium war greatly against China, right? So again, this I'm putting my own personal bias here, but at least you guys can see that I do want to evaluate remedies, whether you are woke or not. I mean, like I said already, you have to be a racist not to consider the first step of my two-step authentication. You know, like I said, this show can be hated by so many white people because they just don't want to talk about it. You can even call this uh, white fragility. You know, guys like uh, Brady, like uh, uh, ladies like uh, Heidi, these people have a very strong moral values. They have guts. They will listen to me, you know, even though I know I'm talking nonsense sometimes. But they listen. They criticize. They put in, you know, their valuable con contributions. But going back to this is that my question is still is, that, is there should there be a due process to evaluate whether this remedy is justifiable.
when it comes to be, even you want to be woke. Go ahead, Heidi. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, Stoopy, just uh, the way it's coming across is not that uh, you're being your words are being twisted. It's more that your uh, replies are intelligent and thoughtful. And Peter is kind of playing a little bit of devil's advocate. So uh, that's the way I'm feeling about it. I'm pretty sure that's m the way most people are seeing it is um, uh, you're handling this very well. And as far as like the whole thing with, um, <clears throat> I, I don't know much about Harvard <laughs> or the opium wars, um, but I do know that, uh, yeah, the white, the white establishment is absolutely it, a lot of what they're doing and have done in the past is becoming, um, a lot more transparent. Some of it's almost to the point of being cartoonish, uh, the way they're trying to set it up so that, um, people are, uh, be like the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the rich people are being served, um, and, and protected. And the rest of us are being pitted against each other. So I, I don't know if this was a point that uh, Johnny was making earlier, something about how uh, it's a distraction, you know, and it's mainly just to keep us from uh, for, it's it's an attempt to keep the pitchforks and torches from coming out, because if we all combine forces, if we see in each other um the, that we're all basically getting screwed by this and we combine our forces and say we're not going to tolerate it anymore. The status quo has to be uh, dismantled. Um, that That's what they fear the most because right now it's serving them the best. They're, they're profiting off it. They're comfortable with it. They don't want anything to change um, because they are the ones in charge. And we're all kind of seeing what it is for for real and um objecting to it and uh yeah it's scaring the hell out of them oh yes uh, you're absolutely right uh heidi's i you know i love playing devil's advocates the other day i remember <laughs> allison <laughs> jumped right in he he she's screaming peter's asking tricky questions <laughs> and all that in the chat room i was uh having a good laugh out of that yes i do play devil's advocates and i do Use other people's words sometimes. Yes, there's no doubt about it. And uh, and uh, uh, I'm trying to sorry. I, I'm I'm losing the train of thought here. Uh, oh yeah, I want to add uh, this in this Harvard admission case still pending in the U.S. Supreme Court. The oral argument is done. The Supreme Court has no place to go. It's a very again because of, in this country, in my opinion, is a uh, has so many baggages, you know, we have to, when they have to face the consequences, because uh, they all said, if you read about the Harvard admission case in pending Supreme Court, this is a decision about the, the future of this thing called affirmative action in college admission. If I remember correctly, when the original affirmative action admission case was decided it's 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 in california one of the supreme court justice uh sandra day o'connor she has said this she said this is the affirmative action is a affirmative affirmative action she acknowledged affirmative action is a reverse discrimination but she believed it is justifiable and at least in under her uh, decision, her wisdom, at least it sh 
this policy should be allowed to carry on for the next 25 years after that decision. She's basically, she, by the way, she's a conservative appoint, uh, uh, I think she's re- appointed by Reagan, Ronald Reagan. So she said that she's willing to give 25 years to give a affirmative admission policy, affirmative action admission policy. And I find out to be very thoughtful, good or bad or ugly. I, 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 I think she's very thoughtful about that. Because we are today talking about the same thing. Is that do we, I mean, I know, you know me by this show that I'm totally good with the first step of the authentication of work. It's the second step I want to, I have, I have questions. I always want to ask, does two wrong make a right? Right. And, and is the remedy for the past, of course, I do believe there should be a remedy. You know, in law, there's a saying is called a, for each rem, uh, for each wrong, there must be a remedy. Now, you, you ask any lawyer, they, they know that it's a Latin word. For each wrong, there must be a remedy. I, I totally agree there must be a remedy. But I'm, what I'm asking here is that how do we evaluate whether that remedy is justifiable, sustainable, and will not cause for racial animosities? You know, it will not us to tear each other apart. Go ahead, Johnny. I think, uh, I think the, the, the two wrongs. Oh, oh, oh but, but sorry, Johnny. By the way, before, uh, before, uh, I just keep this in mind. I actually do have a remedy. It's justifiable. I do have one, but I'm going to keep it for the last one. It's about reparation. How I believe it's uh, actually, it's a, uh, oper- it can be operationalized. How I believe reparation can be done. And everyone will be okay with it, including any race will be okay with it. Okay. I actually do have a remedy, but I'm going to keep it just as a tease of the show. I'm going to like wait another year to, to share that. But go ahead, Johnny. Sorry. That, that's a long way to wait because now we got, you got us on the edge of our seat. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> but you can come uh, out with the tool. Go ahead, Johnny. I, I, I believe the two wrongs don't make a right. And I believe that, you know, when you were talking about the chief justice that wants to do reverse, what did you call it? Reverse, um, reverse discrimination, reverse discrimination. Yeah. She, she, she did believe it's a reverse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I I was on another show, uh, recently and that, and that show, it might've been yours. It talked about, yeah, I believe it was yours that, uh, two, uh, articles from two judges have pointed out that the justice system now is at a point where it also recognizes that the uh, recognizes that the, the judicial system over history is now in, incoherent and inconsistent. And uh, it was that you, uh, Peter, that that, that that stated that a couple of weeks ago. Yes, I think it was yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. So that's a good example right now. Uh, I think of how it is that. Trying to come up with a remedy, and and just try to say, well, is it justifiable or not? I think that we cannot get there until we first fix this problem with our judicial system that is not at all fair. You know, there's not at all uh, that has become politicized. But mm-hmm. to answer, to be more specific, I guess to get to the point and to what you're you're raising. Uh, there are remedies, and those but those remedies have to be unpoliticized, and to do that is a challenge in today's world. 
It is. It is. You're right. Because this is why I'm pretty proud of myself. Because Johnny, I have said in my show before, Harry Kissinger is still alive. And he was interviewed by a British journal. I think it's a Financial Times or Economist or whatever. He asked this. He said, today's global climate crisis, who you think will be the right person to solve the global uh uh, climate crisis. Uh, he said the Lee Kong Yew of a, uh, former prime minister of Singapore, who is a Chinese. And then this reporter asked another, for all the, uh, animosities in America, all the chaos in America, who you think will be the right person to solve America's problem? Kissinger, Heron Kissinger, again, he's 99, 100 years old. He said, same guy, Lee Kong Yew, the Chinese guy. And oh, I will tell you this, I, I hear this story before. Mm -hmm. When Lee was uh, become the prime minister of Singapore, Singapore is made of 70% uh, Chinese. The next biggest group is the Malay, Malays, I believe. And then the next one will be Indians, Indians from India, not, not the Native Americans here. There is a decision to be made. What would be the official language used to be used in the government? This is what this guy Lee Kong Yu said. He said, even though I'm Chinese, even though I speak Chinese, I cannot make Chinese to be the official language because that will just lay the groundwork for the future racial animosities. I will not make Malay the language, official language. I will not make Indian the official language. I purposely made English as the official language. So no race can say, oh, this country is a Chinese country. This government is a Chinese government. And he did that. Okay. And so you can tell that because he did it. That's why I said, I actually do have a solution called the reparation that will not be considered excessive or unjustifiable. Will the progressives talk about it? No. Because they need animosity to keep them elected. Will the conservative talk about them? No, they won't. Because they, again, they need the animosity to keep they themselves forever in those positions. Remember, I always advocate term limits because they benefit from our divide. You know, no matter whatever uh, 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 Lance is accusing me, whatever shit he's saying, it doesn't bother me. Because if I ever Bother to respond to Lance, all those powerful people, mainstream media people, the government people, they will love it. Because that means, once again, people, they are fighting each other down there. And we can keep our jobs forever up here. All right. So, yeah, I, you know, I actually do believe, I don't believe a woke, wokeism, as I define it, is the solution because uh, I don't believe two wrongs will make it right. You will not be sustainable. Like, I know, uh, Gary Newsom, uh, is that the California governor? I heard, I could be wrong. He said they passed a law somewhere, say, uh, $5 million will be paid as a reparation. I said, great first step. But I will ask, is this sustainable? Operationable? Where do, do, does your money come from? Andrew Yang, I like his idea. Universal basic income. But how you do it? Show me the path. Remember, Johnny, we talk about show me the path. If you don't have a path, 
it's not legit. Right. So, so I have a, you know, go ahead. Someone want to talk. Go ahead, Heidi. Oh yeah. I just wanted to uh, interject with a little bit uh, what Jade said in the comments. I agree with, uh, she said that the <clears throat> affirmative action may have been justified, but the, uh, the blowback uh, is basically hurting us more and that the socialist policies like universal um, child care, pre-K, uh, health care, uh, things that are, are going to, um, what's the word for it? Oh, oh, they're, they're going to give the people who need it to step up more uh, and make, uh, make it possible for them to, uh, you know, have that equality of, of opportunity, not the equality of outcome. Nobody's advocating that. The opportunity for them to work themselves up uh, to a point where they have stability and can start, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, accumulating uh, familial wealth. Uh, that, and so it won't be unfair. Nobody can look at it and say they didn't work for it. Um, all we're giving them is the uh, the tools that they need to get there. I, I agree with her. I think that's absolutely the way to go. Yeah. And, and the money will be better. Yeah. This is, this is a fantastic discussion, guys. Just like I said, I consider this is a two step authentication. I'm not trying to disparaging people who are engaged in social justice uh, activism at all. Right. But I just will beg them to say, think of a two step. Both step has to be correct because you, we want it to be sustainable. Right, you know, like I said earlier, Brady cannot be awoke because he has never say, "Oh, mushrooms are for white people only." No, he teaches everybody can have mushrooms. It's good for you. Psychedelics good for everyone. But Lance, that is woke. I mean, I'm sorry, Peter, that is woke. <laughs> sorry, Colby Lance. Uh, I, I think you're still clinging to this novel, weaponized, bastardized definition of woke, and I think it's a bad definition. Uh, it's like it doesn't even. I mean, if you look at the word woke itself. Like it means awake or awakened mm -hmm. and the definition that you're using for woke doesn't even approach the original definition of the word. Whereas the, uh, urban definition of the word or the, uh, the, I guess the, uh, I don't know, the cool version of the word actually is a metaphor for. I thought I used the word awakening and enlightenment. In definition. Okay. Well, I feel like, I feel like you're getting it because you said waking and enlightened, but you also say, um, like, not fair or wrong in some way too. Like, yeah, it's the second uh, step. It's the second step. Can I ask the first one? Go ahead. Can I ask because because you, you were saying if someone doesn't meet the first step, they're just plain racist, right? Or sexist. Yeah, I think they have a suspicion. They can be suspect. They could be suspected to be a racist. Yes. So like, then, like, but if like somebody a, meets the first step, which is recognizing that there are inequalities and injustices, but doesn't reach the second step, then what would you define that person as? The one who's just level one. Well, that's a good question. I have to think about it. You, you, I know what you're saying, because the first step really has the word awaken, and the, and that itself is the meaning of work. I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I'll think about it. How about that? Okay. So the second step, so the <laughs> second step is what leads us into the second step leads us into woke, as in 
using it as a but Brady earlier did not I lost my thought here that that would evolve right and uh and now it seems like you're kind of going back and, and changing it you fall am I, am I, am I explaining myself right Brady? no no uh, uh, Johnny the you're, you're, you're in and out uh so no I'm not uh conceding to stupid yet I'm going to think about it because uh, remember the title of this room is this woke justice is it an equitable remedy to judicial white privilege right I call it woke justice so so that actually in part answers stupid's question is that only partially okay I'm not saying I have answered her question woke justice implies there is a remedy for that awakened for the awakened right so so i'm asking is that woke justice a justifiable remedy or is it right so i did ask that question in the word woke justice but however what stupid is arguing i think i can be wrong is that well the first step already defined the woke part that i'm not conceding yet i will have to I will have to, uh, you know, I will have, I will have to go back to the drawing board and reevaluate. Did I answer your question, Johnny? Uh, yes, yes. Sorry, I was making a lot of noise here. I'm loading, but yes. No worry, no worry, no worry. So, you know, let's, uh, let me just ask another question, guys. Alvin Brack, He's trying to prosecute Donald Trump for that hush money situation. Now, forget about uh, what anything else he's doing. Is this a work to going after Donald Trump a woke justice? Anyone? Is Alvin Bragg's Prosecutorial work against Donald Trump for the hush money awoke justice. Um, in my opinion, it absolutely is. Uh, according to your definition, it would be woke justice. Um, okay. and, and like, I love that. I want to throw this in there. I love that we're all starting to talk about a little more about this whataboutism. Because it is absolutely ridiculous that we can't discuss the similarities uh, that we see in other, uh, you know, uh, incidents that um, it, they give us uh, the, the uh, how can I put it? It, it, it helps to define things when you can compare them to other things and uh -huh. see similarities. And uh -huh. so the, what, the, the uh, attitude with the whataboutism is starting to drive me up a wall. Okay. Because, you know, like my personal opinion about uh, the criminality of the Clintons, say, uh, um, is is absolutely something that, uh, you know, and the thing about it is the Clintons have uh, the media wrapped around their little finger and, uh -huh. you know, like Hollywood and like any any way for uh, for their the perception of their character to be um, uh, expressed to the rest of the world, they have control of that, and that drives me absolutely up a wall too. Uh -huh. So, uh, but yeah, I think it is a, an example of woke justice, uh, according uh, to your definition. 
Got uh, Jay, you really should be calling in because uh, uh, I'm going to respond to Jay. Jay said, no, it's not a woke justice. I'm, 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 I'm going to both answer Jade and uh, Heidi. Okay. First of all, let me answer Jade. I actually, in my, on my, in my notes right now, what I typed yesterday is that I actually believe Alvin Bragg did not, is not doing a woke justice against Trump because a federal judge already called Trump an unindicted co-conspirator in the Cohen's, Michael Cohen's case when Cohen was convicted. So what Alvin Bragg is doing has some legal basis from a related case by the federal judge. However, again, this is just my own talking aloud here. Feel free to jump in, jump in and share your opinion, okay? However, I also heard that Alvin Black is being weak on prosecuting street crimes in New York City. So if you combine the two, then he may be considered doing woke justice. Because you can do it a case by case basis, and you can also do it as an entire policy of this prosecutor's office, right? So I, I will offer my take on, on that. Uh, any follow-up comments, Heidi? Oh, by the way, Jay, feel free to call in. You know, I know I I I'm bad in checking the chat room, especially you know, Lance and the Brady is having a third world war in the chat room. I would say. Well, the funny thing is, is that Lance can't read any of my comments, so he has no idea about it. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Go ahead, Heidi. Well, I was going to say, I don't really know any of the specifics. You know, like the, the whole thing with Donald Trump, it's like what I said uh, earlier and what I heard. I think it, I don't know who it was that said it originally, if it was Monte or... Um, Jimmy Dore or whatever, but that's where I heard it. Trump puts the ugly face on the establishment that it deserves. And that's what he's being prosecuted for. That's part of the reason why they're making such a spectacle out of him is because he is, he, he was, the people that voted him in don't necessarily care about or approve of his character, like having sex with porn stars and, you know, uh, paying them off. Nobody cares about that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. What they care they wanted him to throw a wrench in the establishment of Washington, and he kind of did, if only accidentally. He didn't oh, actually. Yeah, I, know, I agree with you, Heidi, full wholeheartedly. That's what I always say. Trump is a pro, is truly truly is a pie in the sky, like the grandest entertainment falling from sky. I don't even have to pay for it. You know, he's like an OJ <laughs> trial, like a times ten times of OJ trial. You know. Yep, exactly. Right? And yep. that Jimmy was right. He put the established like, like I I don't know whether Heidi you are uh you are in the today's episode early or not. I go over this uh. Uh, uh, lawyers, uh, uh, snitch other lawyers, basically, you know, basically, uh, sorry, lawyers snitch on their own client in violation of the attorney client privilege. I said, only with Trump, you can have all this kind of uh, ugly doings surface all the way up. <laughs> Even the regular people, nobody give a shit in the, in the, uh, the establishment. We're not, you know. Right. Yeah. That's what you were talking about with Greg about. Okay. 
I, I wasn't picking up on because he said his stance was that uh, if the lawyer is participating in the criminal behavior, then it absolutely nullifies the attorney client privilege. And I would agree with you that um, it, the point like everybody looks at their own behavior as if it's justified. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> Who define the crime, right? I mean, in other exactly. words, the court yes. decides, that lawyer committed crime. Therefore, there's no who defined the crime. A jury defined yes. the crime. Right? Exactly. Not a, yes. I mean, the founding father, again, I know a lot of people hate me for praising founding fathers too much, is that trial by jury is one demand from, from, we demand from Britain because uh, the, Brit, uh, the, 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 the British does not have a trial by jury thing, you know, and, and, and that's what we want. So it's not right. the judge who say, Okay, that attorney is a criminal. Therefore, his communication with a client uh, cannot be a secret anymore. I was like, you know, who who decide that? Not not you, judge. You have to go through jury, right? Exactly, and and they're always trying to. Um, uh, I I don't know how to say this. They're trying to suppress the truth about jury nullification too, because if a jury actually decides that there is no crime and they nullify the prosecution or the verdict, um, that will tell the establishment that the people don't agree with this being a crime. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, you should do a show on that jury nullification. Yeah. This is why I, I always said, this show, the so-called judicial white privilege, the important word is the privilege, not the word white. Because this whole thing is called establishment. And the worst is this, judiciary has the highest immunity. They can do no wrong. They literally can do no wrong. Hear it. Yep. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So another little piece of uh, food for thoughts. Again, we can talk about this in the future episode too, is that is acting woke, based on my definition, a bit, a, a little bit of being like the Karen that I talked about. Basically, you're asking something out of the normal range. Now that that's just a question for you guys to to, to comment on, and uh, and uh, because again, I'm doing today's episode because my friend Brady Crow said this show. Is the wokest of all wokes, right, Brady? You remember that. <laughs> so I want to just discuss what is a woke. What's the definition? What is a woke justice? What is the what is a woke? I think a good example Go of woke justice is self policing. Like if there is a man in the community who's being belligerent and like raping women and stuff like that, I have no problems handling that situation myself. And I consider that to be woke justice. I hear you. I hear you. Now, you know, but but I think we had a great conversation today. And uh, and uh, it's a uh, Brady. Just another thing that uh, I remember the day you talk about uh, uh, citizen arrest, uh, self police, all that. Right? I found us to be astonishing. Again, I'm not trying to be critical of African American listeners here is that I found it to be almost tragic that most African-American listeners on, on that episode, when Brady's talking about this, they said, no, no, we don't want this. And the reason is this. They said, doing this is like having Ku Klux Klan, KKK, to police the street. Okay, Even though Brady has nothing to do with KKK, but 
for a regular African-American folk, he or she would just say, well, we don't want to get involved with the guns. That actually, in my opinion, is tragic. You know, what Brady said is correct. In the old days, there's no police. The social order is, is enforced by just by regular people in a society. And uh, I have said it before, you know, this country is special, very special. Malcolm X is correct. He said he wants the black folks to arm themselves, not because he wants to have a racial war. He's just saying you need to protect yourself. Period. And it's, it's actually a tragic these days is that when it comes to gun ownership, black folks will shy away from it. They'll say, Oh, that's something we don't want to do. And, uh, you know, but uh, it's, it's another topic for another, for another day. So, but I hope, uh, Brady, I have answered your accusation. Uh, but I know it's a good natured, friendly accusation that about this show. And, uh, by that definition, I don't think I'm woke. And, uh, and, uh, I truly appreciate everybody's input. Again, I, the only thing I will say, Jay, you should need to, you need to come up next, next, next time. Cause uh, I, I do appreciate your, 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 your input always. So, can I, can I, yeah, can I, um, just like, I want to illustrate sort of my, my understanding of, of this. Like, like if you look at it as a, like a, a spectrum or something on a slider, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. I think I think we can agree that being asleep is zero, right? There's no action taken on either side. Being asleep, thinking everything is fine as yep. it is, just the system goes at it as it is. And then I would say mm-hmm. minus one is bigoted, right? It's like you don't you 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 think you believe in inequality. You want to let's say uh, have people taking from from people who have less than them right abuse of abuse of power blah 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 right that's minus one so mm-hmm. let's say you want things to move in the wrong direction um arguably the wrong direction and then positive one would be being woke meaning you acknowledge that there needs to be some change to the system because it's it's there's it, there's injustice there's inequality so you're not like at zero where you don't think anything needs to change you're at just one Mm-hmm. And then I think, and I think that's where woke woke is. It's it's at that positive one. Like, okay, we need to move things towards justice. Mm-hmm. And then what you're actually defining as woke is like plus two, which is like an over application, where it, it tilts back into inequality again. On yep, the other side, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Because oh, uh, by the way, uh, go ahead. I, I don't mean to cut you short. Finish so your I would, story. I would I would call it like bigoted is minus one. I, I love it. Asleep yep. is zero. Woke yep. is one, and then yep. excessive or whatever punitive over application cancel culture. Let's say is plus two. I know exactly what you're saying. This is a very genius. I love this. You need to write write it up, Stoopy. So I want to get a copy of that because uh, uh, be, uh because it's just brilliant. Just brilliant. I love it. Uh, I want to just add a little bit of self-defense. I don't know why I'm so sensitive today. I guess because uh, you guys has uh, uh, you guys comments are just blow my mind. It's a very very informative. Okay, for me. Okay, I want to be. I want to defend myself a little bit. Is this? I believe the word "woke" already have a, some kind of a derogatory meaning, right? When you these days, right? I come out with definitions really based on 
what a woke is perceived to be as of today, right? It's not like me stem, you know, being the first person who initiate criticism of woke. It's more of a, I observe what these uh, folks are demanding and what these racist or conservative, whatever you call it, are criticizing them. So that's how I come up with this definition. The second step, I love it, Stubi, when you said some people can be classified on this scale to be plus two. <laughs> so it's a minus one, zero, one. I think one is perfect. Everybody should be one. And, you know, on the two or three even, you know, we, we can, you know, we can, we can kind of uh, observe further, right? And, uh, and, uh, uh, debate further about it. Well, but at least I felt that today's episode actually we come up with more ideas than, uh, uh I, I, I know Rudy's here than, uh, Brianna Joy Grace show because we actually had a pretty good, you know, back and forth about the definition about your observation, my observation, and our differences. I think and we had a pretty decent cordial discussion and uh, for which I'm very great, uh, grateful. And uh, so any closing comments, Brady, Stubby, and Heidi, and Johnny? Oh, just that fake Tupac is neck deep on lands right now. That's- <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think, I think um, <clears throat> the plus one wokeism that Stupi described is something that should be aspirational. Uh, I think we should all be waking up and acknowledging the truth of the world that we live in, because until we see the problem, we're never going to be able to do anything about the problem. It's like the whole thing with uh, denial, with substance abuse. The first thing you have to do is admit that there is a problem. Uh, the plus two is something that we have to guard against judicially or um, objectively or what, however it is that we we do it. We have to guard against trying to force uh, ideas down people's throats, um, or punishing them if they, uh, uh, if they defer. So that's where I stand. I, uh, I appreciate Stupi's, uh, input as well. Uh, her definition, her you know, categorizing, uh, the conversation. But, um, I guess, I guess I come at it, I guess, a little bit more cynical. Uh, because I, I believe that because we're liberals, which is a country who emphasizes the rights of individuals, because of that very thing, we're going to run into disagreements. Now, I'll close this, this one last thing. I think it was John Ross who wrote the book Great China, and he was asked in an interview uh, about communism, you know, why it is that you know, how we here in the, in the U.S. look at communism, you know, and that culture as a bad thing. And he makes this point in this interview, and I thought it was quite interesting. He says, you know what? The Chinese people go on vacation, millions go on vacation. I think he said to Turkey. And then he said, and then they come back. And then at the end of it, he said, uh, what it is about the Chinese culture is that they understand the destructive nature of liberalism, meaning the emphasis on the individual, you know, and uh, and they they in their culture say we're not going to allow that to happen. We're gonna we're gonna have a society that looks at the the the, the many the the collective, and we're gonna 
damp down freedoms of individuals. And in this way, we give the people a standard, a fairly standard, a fairly decent living, you know. So how does that tie into wokeness? It ties in, I think, in the way that we can view wokeness in a simple way, in a, in a way that says, gosh, you got a really good idea there, or gosh, I see and I understand your objection to this. In a normal world, that's fruitful. But in today's world, it's been weaponized. And I'll close with that. Great comments, Johnny. You're right. Yes, I, I totally understand. The woke word is weaponized. Yep, totally. All right, cool. Uh, if nobody else, I will close it for today and uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to do another uh, episode of, with this uh, geopolitics equals ethnopolitics. Uh, I'm going to talk about this uh, uh meeting between she and the Putin in Moscow. It's all geopolitics, okay? So I hope you guys can join me and the Stoopy. And uh, also, uh, this uh, this particular, the second show I'm doing is really is an invitation for anyone who wants to talk about the, the, the U.S. geopolitical intervention all over the world. You know, if you are from a particular country or, or have a expert uh, experience, opinion, or, or knowledge about a particular country, their ethnic conflicts, and the U.S. involvement in there, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you know, I totally will want to make you a co-host on that because uh, I want, I'm going to make a Sile, uh based in Argentina to be a co-host on that because she can talk a lot about Argentina plus other South American countries and all that. So, so uh, please tune in and uh, I will see you then. Have a great rest of your Sunday and uh, 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 bye for now. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Peter. Bye. Thank you. Bye.